Perception. Perception is reality. Reality. Perception is reality. Reality. Some talk shows think all of their opinions are right. This one, this one knows they are. This is Perception is Reality. Christopher H. Bilbrey is a no-nonsense, well, maybe a little bit of nonsense, political activist, local government watchdog, and all-around good Hoosier and God-fearing American citizen. Is this guy for real? Holding lawmakers accountable and educating citizens on the importance of participating in their local government with a dab of national and world politics and a little pop culture and maybe some real-life common sense. This, this is, is Perception is Reality. And this is Christopher H. Bilbrey. Was it all hype? Was it all hype? Surely it couldn't have all been hype. Could it have been? I mean, was there real concern that pushed for all those citizens to attend a city council meeting in Muncie and all of the citizens to attend a neighborhood watch in Winchester? Or was it just hype? Welcome to Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbrey. I'm your host, Christopher H. Bilbrey. Good to be with you. This is the 31st episode of Perception is Reality. You're listening to this on your favorite podcast hosting site or at the home station of perception.fireside.fm. Good to be with you. Thank you for tuning in to this episode along with all the others. Please, please continue to spread the word, spread the message. Let everybody know that we can be found on their favorite podcast hosting sites. All of them, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, iHeartRadio, and more. We're getting ready to start uploading the shows to YouTube, and I'll announce when we do that. We're not there yet, but that will be another avenue. But you can always find us at the home station of perception.fireside.fm. But let's get back to this. I, I apologize for those of you out here in the world that's not from East Central Indiana. For those of you that are listening from Indianapolis, for those of you that are listening from outside of the state of Indiana, I apologize, I'm going to be talking about the hype surrounding a couple meetings that occurred in Muncie back on the 5th of August, as well as I'm going to be talking about the hype surrounding a neighborhood watch meeting in my home community of Winchester. And we're going to be talking about what brings that hype on. And is it good? Is it good for us citizens who are trying to better government through our citizen involvement? Or is it bad? Does it really do anything? Or does it not? And here's what we're going to do. We're going to be looking at the hype versus actual action. So tonight's show is the 31st episode of Perception is Reality. I'm calling it 
what's all the hype about. And we're going to be looking into citizen behavior in the community. So even though we're going to be talking about this specific events, the citizens attending the council meeting in Muncie and citizens attending a neighborhood watch event in Winchester, even though we're going to be talking about those specific examples, it will have benefit to you as a citizen who is attempting to better your local government through your citizen involvement. Does hype work? Is it doing anything now, or is it just a bunch of social justice keyboard warriors that are out picking issues to sit back and bitch about, and then bitching about the issues, and not really doing anything else? Does that truly move the needle on these issues? Or is it just that, hype, which doesn't really do anything, and doesn't really help anything, and really just gets in the way of actual true citizens like you all who are attempting to make their governments and their communities better through being an active and engaged citizen. So just on the other side of this quick break, we're going to be delving deeper into this and seeing what's all the hype about and does it really help or is it just a bunch of nonsense? You're listening to Perception is Reality. I'm Christopher Bilbrey. This is the Community Spotlight, where Bilbrey looks directly at a community in need of a bit closer examination. In the words of Tip O'Neill, all politics is local, and we're about to get local. All right, folks. Well, we're back here, and we're dealing with hype. All right? There's a lot of hype going on right now. There's a lot of people who are claiming to be active or wanting to be active and wanting to get engaged with the officials and wanting to really stick it to them and get them to change their minds and do some things that they want them to all do. You know, things that we talk about, things that I've been promoting for the last two or three years. Now, I've been engaged and active in politics for 30 years and attempting to get people to support candidates running campaigns for folks and campaigning myself when I've ran for office. But doing the podcast in the last couple years in different formats and since May in this format, what I've been attempting to do is educate citizens on the importance of getting involved, why that you should be active and why you should care about what's going on. But then beyond that, explaining to you how to get involved and what we must do. And now if you keep coming back and listening, and if you've listened to past episodes, whether you've been here since the beginning or you're just now tuning in, you should go back to the older episodes Because one thing I can tell you, and one thing that nobody can ever say differently, is I've always talked about being respectful. I've never been one to jump up and down. Now, I will tell you, when I'm right, and I see something going on that's wrong, 
you better bet your ass I'm going to be hot about it and I'm going to be sending off emails and I'm going to be talking to the officials. You better believe it. Have I been bothered and mad and pissed off here on this show? Absolutely. Do I think that anybody should threaten anybody? Do I think that people should attend meetings and yell and scream and carry on? I do not. And I can prove that and I can talk about everything that I've said and you can go back and hear that. You can listen to how I interact with these officials on the record. Now, they might not like what I'm saying because what I'm saying is calling them out on their bullshit and they might not like what I'm doing because it's causing others to question them. But I'm not threatening anybody. I'm not being violent. I'm not stalking anybody. I'm not harassing or intimidating anybody. And for anybody to claim that they're afraid, I mean, yeah, hell, I guess they should be afraid. They should be afraid that they're not going to win their seat. If you're a first-time candidate and you're no good, I want to make sure that you are not elected. If you're a candidate running for re-election and you're no good, I want to make sure you're not re-elected. But beyond that, let's talk about everybody else for a moment. As I said at the beginning of this show today, there is a page called Community Involvement Delaware County, Indiana, and it's based out of Muncie, Delaware County, Indiana, and it has popped up since the big council meeting on the 5th of August, and it's got 2,000-some people. It's, it's grown by 40 people in the last couple days. All right, so there are people on here that are going like crazy talking about everything that should be done and what citizens need to get out and do and how we need to approach these officials for their actions regarding the steel dust recycling plant and or possible other actions. But what I don't see is I don't see this amount of involvement off this page within the actual city. All right, so what I mean is I'm seeing people posting like crazy on this page. Yes, we need to do this, and we need to do this, and here is an action plan that we need to follow, and we need to do all of this, and we need to do all of that, but yet... I don't see anybody following up with that with other meetings. And what I mean by that is, yeah, it's important and it's impressive to be able to gather 800, 900, 1,000, 1,200 people outside of a city council meeting one day, one night. But like I said, now that you've done that, you've got to keep those numbers up. So when we have another meeting just a week later and only 40 people show up, 
eh, it doesn't matter what they did last week. They don't care. Everybody else went back to their lives. Now everybody else is bitching just on Facebook, and, and that's all right. Now, I do have emails here, and I want to tell you, I filed a records request with the city of Muncie with all of the council members, all nine of them, requesting all of the emails that they received from citizens from, like, May 15th through August 12th or something like that. All right? And so far, Linda Gregory, at-large council member, Democrat, dissident Democrat is the only one that's responded. And so I've got emails here that have been sent from citizens of Muncie to Councillor Gregory. Now, I'm not going to read you the names of the citizens that sent them, but I'm going to just read this email here and give you an example. This says, Dear Council Members, I hope you receive this plea in the spirit in which it was given. I was in the auditorium of Muncie City Hall last night. I left my husband and four-year-old son for the evening to do so. I told my son before I left that I was going to speak up for his health and well-being. My family moved to Muncie in the summer of 2017. I am an alum of Ball State University, native of Fort Wayne, as is my husband. We relocated to Muncie after I got a position at my alma mater. We chose to buy a home within the city limits, despite bad press about MCS, Muncie Cor School Corporation. My husband got a job at Ball Hospital. We chose to believe in Muncie, and we wanted to live and work and worship in the same community. After I arrived home from the meeting last night, my spouse and I stayed up until the wee hours planning an exit strategy should the building of this facility proceed. My son is running around us as I type this, begging us to go to Westside Park after a weekend of canoeing down the White River. All of this won't be possible should the building of this facility proceed. He deserves to be in a community where he can enjoy God's creation while at the same time not being poisoned. I identified most with two of the citizen speakers last night, Miss Kinsella, and our family's journey is similar to hers, as is our desperation. The second was the Methodist minister. I beg you, like he did, use 1819 to rescind your prior decision. Making a mistake is understandable, but so is acknowledgement and reconciliation. Thank you for taking these heartfelt words under consideration. So this is a really, really wonderful letter here, alright? I don't have any problem with what's being said or what's being asked here. I completely understand it. But let me make sure that we're very clear here, alright? I'm not in any way saying that I support the council in bringing this facility here. I am with everybody who is attempting to fight this facility, alright? But when I say that, I want to make sure that you're aware. I was also in the audience of the city council meeting when they discussed this in June, and nobody spoke up. The author of this email didn't speak up because 
they weren't there, okay? So we need to come back and talk about that here in just a second. I want to talk about another example of community outrage. Here in Winchester, over the course of the last couple months, we have been having a rash of break-ins to cars, uh, burglaries of homes, and theft of items, all right? We, like everywhere else in the Midwest, specifically in Indiana and in east-central Indiana, have been having a massive drug epidemic. It was first pills and meth, then it went to heroin, then it went back to meth, and now it's a mix of meth and heroin. And so we have a lot of drug addicts that are out of work, can't be employed, and are getting desperate and are walking by and going through unlocked cars or are breaking into cars or are stealing stuff from outside the house that's left there or maybe going through garages or are building up the courage to actually go into homes, all right? So we have a lot of this going on and we have a lot of citizens that are pissed off. They're not reporting anything to the police they're posting about it on social media. I mean, almost any given day, you can log on to social media, Facebook, Twitter, and in your community, specifically here in Winchester, you can see people posting, oh, we got broken into last night. Oh, I saw my neighbor's car getting broken into. Oh, I came home and I stopped people from breaking in to a car that was parked out in the street. We got up and we noticed that our garage had been gone through. My son's bike had been stolen. Yada, 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 on and on and on. However, these people aren't picking up the phone and dialing 911. These people aren't coming to the council meeting and discussing this with the elected officials and the appointed police chief and the employees of the city police department. There's a disconnect. There's a large number of victims, and there is a very small response to the victims because the people that need to know this is going on just are clearly not acting because they're not aware. All right? The police have to have a tip. They have to have a call. Now, I do understand they need to be out patrolling more, and they need, but they can't be everywhere at once, okay? I'm going to really back the police up on this. They can't be everywhere, and they count on citizens to be the eyes and the ears of the places they can't be, okay? So, last week, a couple people from the community started trying to take matters into their own hands. They started kind of patrolling the streets, or they started setting up situations where they were leaving quote-unquote bait bikes outside to see if they would get stolen, and they were successful. So then off that, they created a neighborhood watch meeting. And I couldn't attend because I was busy, but... At the time of the meeting, one of the producers of this show, Kate Thornburg, went down to the meeting and she was able to video that meeting. And there were like 80 to 90 citizens there. The police were there because they were called by the organizer of the meeting 
And at first, it was a lot of kind of chaos and craziness and a little bit of vigilantism. But it's because people are tired and pissed off. But what happened was it slowly calmed down and people started expressing themselves and the meeting went off very well. Matter of fact, so well that a second meeting is planned for the 21st of August, okay? So I don't know when you're listening to this. That might be in the future, or it might have already passed. The point is, there was a lot that came out of the meeting because there were a lot of people hyped up. So in Winchester, at this theft neighborhood watch meeting, we have 90 people show up, all right? At the Muncie City Council meeting, we have 900 to 1,200 citizens show up because they're all hyped up. And that's important that people express themselves when something's going wrong, okay? When there are issues, when they're unhappy, that's very important. However, it's also important to attend the planning meetings and to attend situations when this could be discussed on the record in an appropriate setting where everybody can hear what's happening and the problem can be discussed and met head on and figure out a way to overcome the problem. Like, for example, citizens should have attended the meeting in June when the recycling plant was first being discussed in Muncie. Had they been there, they could have been heard on the record. They would have known that there was another vote in July. They could have been heard at the July meeting. Instead of coming out after the fact and bitching and wanting something to be changed because I'm of the opinion that the council needs to listen to the citizens and needs to kill this plant immediately. Do not keep dicking around with this and it's going to cost the city of Muncie and now the citizens are going to have to understand that. That's what the citizens want, this killed. And in doing so, it's going to cost money because there is a little bit of an issue when citizens weren't attending the meeting back in May and June and July when this was first being discussed, but waiting until afterwards, now it's going to cost money. Now, I believe that, like I said, the council should take care of this, but citizens are going to have to understand, you know, there's going to be consequences to that. And you might say, but wait, we didn't know because there wasn't good documentation. Or people might say there wasn't proper documentation. There wasn't a heads up. And let me tell you, there might be a little bit of argument to that. You might be able to say that, well, it was in the paper and they told us they were going to talk about this, but it was on you know, the backside of the sports page. It was put in amongst the obituaries and nobody knew about it. And that might very well be. But that's what the point of this podcast is. If you're going to be a citizen that's engaged, you're going to have to have the commitment to go to the meetings. And you might not go to every one, 
That's why it's important to get a networking group made up of several citizens like the listeners of this podcast. If you live in a community in Kentucky, you need to find like-minded citizens. You need to have them listening to this podcast so they can understand what's at stake and how to go about getting involved. And then you guys can make a network where a couple of you can go to these meetings and a couple more can go to these meetings over here. That way you're not doing all of the work all the time by yourself because something's going to come up and you're going to miss a meeting. And when you miss a meeting, you're going to need to stay informed. So it's good to have teamwork. All right? But the point is, citizens have to attend meetings. Had citizens attended the meeting back in June and been able to be heard on the record, maybe the council members wouldn't have voted this through. Understand that the council have all already voted on this. Now, there's an argument to be made that maybe they didn't do their homework properly. There's an argument to be made that maybe the factory owners and the people representing this company lied. I don't know if that's true or not. I can see why someone could make that argument, and that will be looked into. But there's also an argument to be made that the citizens dropped the ball. Okay? Because let's speed forward to the meeting on Monday the 12th at Muncie City Hall. It was a meeting that the finance committee was putting on where they talk about the budget for 2020. All right. It was a meeting that they were not allowing public concerns at. And it was a meeting that was not going to be discussing the recycling plant. However, all right. And listen to me very carefully here. Had the same hype, this hype that we're seeing on social media and the hype of the 1,200 people being at the city council meeting on August 5th, had that hype and had that group of people been at the meeting on Monday the 12th, then the next day on Tuesday the 13th, when everybody was sending out their emails like they've been doing, they would have had a little bit more weight to them because the council members would have been like, oh my God, here's another meeting a week later and 700 people showed up. They mean business. But when you have 1,200 people show up to one meeting and then at the very next meeting a week later, 40 people show up, it's kind of hard to take serious the whole big mob deal, all right? Because there is thought that maybe people were just there because it was a happening. That, oh my God, something's going to pop off at the city council meeting. Oh my God, people are going to be pissy. People are going to speak and I got to be there to see it. Rather than the thinking of, oh my God, all these people are organized. They don't all agree on everything. But they have the same goal, and that is holding the officials accountable, making sure that everything is transparent, and making sure that the 
elected officials are doing the work of the majority of the people of the city. All right? I very much believe that there are some people out there that want this facility to come in. I think they are in the minority. But the majority of the people want to stop this. But the majority of the people didn't want to put forth the work or the commitment that it took to go to the original meetings where this was being discussed. I know, I know. Stop before you say it. Before you tell me that the officials didn't notify everybody right or it was a small notification and nobody knew. I get it, I get it. I get it. You don't have to convince me that the officials are going to play every cheap little trick that they can do. I fully get that. All right? I understand that if the officials have to put something in the paper, they might not put it on the front page. It might be buried in the back. And maybe they do that because they don't want you to show up and they want to slide something through. I'm not saying that in this case. I'm just saying... If you're in a position where you're attempting to make your community the best it can be, part of that is going to meetings or having folks in place that can go to meetings. All right? I've read from these emails where people said, well, I'm not political. I'm not, I don't want to talk about politics. I'm sorry, folks. I'm sorry that politics is a part of government. But it is. So... Get off the high horse saying that you're too good to be involved with politics and understand that we have a community here, whether we're talking about Niagara Falls, New York, or we're talking about Akron, Ohio, or we're talking about Winchester or Muncie, Indiana, or we're talking about Springfield, Illinois, or we're talking about Bakersfield, California, all right? understand that you have a mayor and you have a town or city council or you have a, a board or you have county commissioners and you have county council and that's all part of it, okay? I say it's not about a Republican thing. It's not about a Democrat thing. It's about a common sense thing. That being said, the people in those positions are Republican and Democrat. Now, we're not talking the same kind of politics that's on the national level because we're not talking about federal issues. We're talking about bringing businesses to a community. We're talking about police and fire protection. We're talking about clearing the roads off and picking the trash up. With that being said, that's all things that everybody should be concerned about. And waiting until there's a problem is not an appropriate way as adults to handle a situation. That's more like a child procrastinating until the last minute. You know, everybody got mad at Linda Gregory because she said, well, we've already voted on there. This, there's nothing we can do. Yeah, I'm pissed at her, too. Because there's always something that can be done. And her blasé, bullshit, don't give a shit attitude, I hope, finds her on the outside of the council after this general election. 
But she's kind of right. Citizens, you have showed the city and you have showed me now that you can come out to a meeting. So I have to ask you, where are you at? The Muncie Sanitary District started proceedings on a $17 million ordeal that they're now going through. There were some citizens that stood up and said, we don't think that you should be doing this. With all this current question and mistrust with your organization, the FBI just came in and raided you guys. The administrator of the Muncie Sanitary District was just indicted. There is a lot of upheaval and a lot of question, and we don't think that you should be doing anything that requires $17 million. All right? There were citizens there saying that, but there weren't many. All right? Because that meeting didn't seem as sexy, and that meeting wasn't going to get somebody on Channel 8, and it wasn't maybe going to get you on the front page of the paper, but it's the right thing to do to attend. Now, I know it was at 1130. I hate meetings that are in the middle of the day. But until we can do something about that, you got to do what you got to do. I took my lunch and I went down there. Some people took a half day. You don't do it all the time. You don't do it every day. That's why it's important to network with people that can go. There are retired people. There are students. There are people that work second and third shift. You can't tell me that you can have 1,200 people show up to a meeting just on any given night, and you can't get 500 of those people to show up at a meeting just a week later. I just, I don't understand that. All right? Because when you do that, you let the officials know, all right, it's, this is not something we have to worry about. This was a one-time deal. Now, I might just absolutely be making a mountain out of a molehill. Maybe at the meeting on September 9th, another 900 people will show up. Maybe that'll happen. Maybe at the meeting on the 21st, when they talk about this project, the steel dust recycling plant, maybe a lot of people will show up. And I hope that happens because the city government is getting a building that can fit everybody. And I sure hope those people show up. And I believe they will because now this has taken on a life of its own. This has taken on a whole kind of quote-unquote happening event. It's become a freak show rather than a serious time among our city and our communities and within our local government. Because here's what I'm getting at. People might be like, well, yeah, we take it serious. Yeah, but what happens? Let's just say, for the sake of argument, we show up at this next meeting and the city council says, it's defeated. We're rescinding the ordinance. We're making an ordinance doing away with the other ordinance. And we've told this WSP, Wales Sustainability Product or whatever, we're telling them to go stick it. 
and we're gonna do whatever it takes, but this is done. Voted nine to zero. What happens then? Does everybody go away? Or have you seen the importance of needing to be at meetings and follow what they do? Folks, I was in a battle with the Winchester government for three of four years, three and a half of four years, where just one thing after the next, and if my group and I didn't attend the meetings, something would happen. And I'll give you a perfect example of that. We've been waiting for some bids to tear down houses. And there's been a company that's been very hopeful that they would receive a bid to do the work in the city. And they've been showing up to meeting after meeting after meeting. And they would show up and they would waste an hour and a half, two hours of time there because they would get there and then the officials would say, well, we're not going to talk about the bid tonight because this or this or this. And so the people wasted that time when they could have been with their families or at work or this or that. And then so two weeks later, we would have another meeting and they would show up and they would say, well, we're not going to talk about the bids tonight because of da 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 da. And so the people wasted that meeting time. And they would come two weeks later, because we have two meetings a month in Winchester, every two weeks. So they would go to the third meeting, and it went on and on and on like this. And then two meetings ago, it got brought up, and they said, well, we're not going to talk about this, and we won't be talking about this until the end of September, maybe longer. And so everyone thought, ah, well, okay. Now we have a little bit of a timeline. So guess what happened? That company didn't show up at just the very last meeting. They weren't there. Well, guess what got talked about? The bids got talked about. They brought the bids out. They opened them. They looked at them. And they made a decision. And they voted to go with another company because they said they were the lowest bid. Well, guess what? Get this. The company that had been showing up to all those meetings trying to get the bid that had been wasting time because they kept showing up and they, the city kept not talking about them, they had put a bid in back when all of this first started. And then through all the craziness, the bid period ended. And then the bid period was reopened and they were allowed to submit another bid. Well, they did so. They submitted another bid, and it was actually less than the original bid. Well, they kept showing up to the meetings and kept showing up to the meetings, and then finally they were told, we're not going to talk about this tonight. We'll talk about this at the end of September. So they didn't come to the very next meeting. I didn't attend the meeting either, and the government came in, and they opened the bids, and they made a decision based off that company's old bid, not the newer bid that they put in, which they should have. And so that company didn't get the job. And now they were mad. Had they been there, they would have said, wait a minute, this isn't right. We have a newer bid in. And 
they've investigated now and they found out that some weird hanky-panky was going on. So that just shows you the importance of why you should go to meetings or have a group of citizens that you team up with that can go to meetings and can keep you all informed when stuff is happening. You have to understand. You have to understand that your government might not be doing what they should be doing to give you all the information and keep things on the up and up. If anything that's happened in Winchester or anything that's happened in Muncie, keep in mind, folks, Muncie is currently in the middle of a four-year-long federal investigation. There have been like six different FBI raids and five or six different indictments. There's a Department of Justice use of force police brutality investigation going on that's got something to do with like 11 or 12 different cases. And all of this happening with Counselor Nora Powell and everything that's surrounding that and everything that's surrounding all of the corruption, it has to show you that, okay, maybe these just normal everyday people in our community might get in there and maybe the power does something to them. I don't know. I can't tell you if Nora was always this way or the power made her this way. I can't tell you what Sean really had, Sean being the mayor of Winchester. I can't tell you what he had in his mind or his heart before he was in office. Maybe he was always this confused. Maybe he got in there and he saw what it meant to be mayor and he got thinking that, oh man, I can, I can do what I want and that can propel me into a higher political career. We see that just three years into his first term as mayor, he decided to run for state representative you know, and he's not the first and only person to do that. Some people don't look at running for city council or running for mayor as a chance to better their community. Some people look at it as a chance to take over the world. They go from being a city councilor to seeing that as a prerequisite to being mayor and then going from there to running for county commissioner. And they springboard from county commissioner into being state representative. And then from there, they become the governor or a congressman. And then from there, it's just a hop, skip, and a jump to the White House. Ask Mike Pence. Thank you, Chris, for that great introduction. Chris and I have been friends for a lot of years. I have great respect for him. Thank you, Mr. Vice President. But getting back on track, here's the point. This is about bettering government and community through local citizen involvement, all right? It's not about the hype. 
It's not about what that gets you. It's not about, oh, this person thinks I'm the leader or this person thinks that I'm the hero or I'm selling shirts and we got signs for sale. I'm going to get on and type up a bunch of words on a Facebook group that I don't let other people have an opinion on because I want to be the hero. Screw all that. All right? Be your own hero in your own mind on your own time and leave the hype and the bullshit behind and be a citizen that's engaged that's thoughtful, that is well planned out, that understands what's going on, that is engaged, that wants to better the community through your citizen involvement, that's willing to meet up with like-minded people and have thoughts and be prepared to engage your government and change the community for the better. Perception. Perception is reality. Reality. Perception is reality. That's our show for today. It's just all about the hype. I'm sick of the hype. The hype is bullshit. It doesn't mean anything. It's words on a page that does not do anything. We need to be engaged. We need to go to the meetings and we need to be serious. That's it. Well, thank you for listening. We've got a couple big meetings that are going to be coming up that I'll be using for examples on the podcast. So I'll be covering all of that. I want to say thank you. Thank you for everything that you guys do and sharing the message. For all of us here at Perception is Reality, I want to say thanks a lot. God bless. Be safe. And we'll talk to you again real soon. Perception. Perception is reality. Reality. Perception is reality. Reality. You've been listening to Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbrey. Bilbrey. Tune in, like, and subscribe at perception.fireside.fm. Hook up on Facebook at facebook.com backslash Bilbrey318 and on Twitter at PISRBilbrey. Email khbilbrey at gmail.com. Or get off your butt and call the show at 765-546-9796. Till next time, remember, perception Perception is is reality. Reality. This has been Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbrey, where we aim for better government through citizen involvement.